Welcome to the Locals Only Lounge. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer, avoiding the millennial pause when we went live. Uh, so I will give myself a round of, a pa- of applause on that one. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, normally, this is when we would do the Loyal Locals podcast. Uh, however, there is some news from the uh, from on high. There is uh, white smoke emanating from uh, Bum's doghouse. Uh, the locals have selected a new team, and we're going to talk about it a little bit. And to join me is producer John Cross. John, how are you doing, Andrew? Pretty good. I am. Uh, here and I guess uh, I guess we have a team now. Uh, the big news of the week. Um, other than that, big news. Is there any business we have to get out of the way before discussing that? Uh, not too much. There's something we might bring up towards the end, but um, maybe a first initial quick shout out. A happy birthday to Nick Duffy. Um, our capo extraordinaire his birthday was today and i know there were some birthday celebrations um, but i'd like to wish him a big happy birthday i think my invite was lost in the mail somewhere there was some sort of miscommunication i don't know exactly what's happened there uh, maybe you know probably what happened is everybody realized how important i am to this live stream and this audience uh, so i understand and, you know, you, you all were exactly right. Uh, I, I had to be here. So um, happy birthday, Nick. And uh, I hope uh, you have fun. Yeah, you you and me both, right? Yes. And, and definitely <laughs> happy birthday, Nick. Uh, I know they were going out to see um, Next Goal Wins. And I believe some people from that group uh, might be joining us here on the podcast. I've heard it's minutes. not. I've heard it's not that good. I heard. Eh, huh? mm, yeah. mm, no. No. I don't think so. No. Uh, All right. Yeah. That's just. I mean, what I've heard. I don't know. I'm. You know. You know me. The big. Uh, the big snob. The the glass half full, right? Always. Now, what is coming out is Napoleon. That I'm excited yes. for, although. I'm not too pleased that uh, Ridley Scott got it under three hours. I've always felt like we <laughs> deserve a six-hour Napoleon biopic. Um, I'm certainly ready for six hours. I mean, uh, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna just brush over the uh, the Egypt campaign and and show him uh, shooting cannons at at the Great Pyramid like. As a as a stand-in for for what was uh, Napoleon's uh, first you know great victory, the thing that you know made him known, you know he wasn't even he, he had to leave Egypt early. Now you know what we don't have to talk about it, but <laughs> I wish that we could get you know that that uh, Ridley Scott got more into that. Although I I did read in one review that there is an extensive you know. A set piece uh, for like the Battle of Austerlitz, which is you know one of those uh, great pivotal uh, victories in the early part of the Napoleonic Wars. This is uh, kind of on the when he's really on the upswing, um, as well as of course you know Waterloo, which is his downfall. Um, some giant epic 
battles, you know, from like the grand scale view. It's not so much like the soldiers view, like they really, that's what I read. So I'm very excited to see all of that. I have been playing Napoleon Total War from uh, the 2006 game that still makes my computer crash sometimes. But hey, you know what? I'm I'm so ready, uh, so ready to watch uh, uh, Walking Phoenix as Napoleon. Uh, sounds like this is right up your alley, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my uh, my jam. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, are we ready to get into our our big topic? Because we're not doing as we said a normal. Um, loyal locals podcast we were supposed to be an off week for us you know with the thanksgiving break but because of the news um that was released by congress last week we thought we should do a lounge episode this week to talk about it and uh, hopefully we'll get some other people from leadership on here uh, if they can make it we're hoping to squeeze some people in here over the next 20 minutes um so we can talk a little bit about the decision and how it came to about came about and uh and give give some more information and take some questions if anybody has any any questions. Yeah, great. So yeah, tonight probably the um, uh, to no one's surprise, the locals are pivoting to support SDFC. Uh, the audience of this live stream and this podcast uh, might be surprised a little bit, given I don't know how maybe negative we've been uh at times uh toward mos fdfc ron garber uh the owner the tories the uh billionaires in general um but uh one thing that i think really comes through and this is the thing that i kept coming back to when we talk about uh, what support for SDFC is going to look like and what the obligations and responsibility of a supporter group is. Um, and I think if uh, folks recall two weeks ago, we had James Stout on who talked a lot about uh, supporter culture and um, how impactful it is and how important it is uh, for the community, you know, least of all the club, you know, I wholeheartedly agree that the the thing that has become what we are now with the locals uh, should not go away. It should not die. It should not be retired. Um, there's no reason for us to disband and then all coalesce under another label when we've already established uh, this culture and and these this community. And uh, nobody wants to see that go away. Nobody wants to for it to end, you know, just because our club had to end. So it just, you know, makes sense. Uh, there, of course, was some options in the polling about su supporting Wave. Uh, I think that was, I don't know, in my opinion, well, let me just back up a little bit. The Wave already has a supporter group and a culture in their supporter section. Um, and because of the size of the locals and the culture that we have already built with the locals, were we to go into the wave supporter section as 
you know, 109, like in bulk, in mass, with our drums and our flags and our songs, we would completely overpower and essentially wipe out the things the sirens are doing. And I don't think any of us wanted to do that. And after going to the conference final and kind of being part of what the sirens are doing, you know, for me personally, this is my personal opinion. That is not the, the kind of energy and supporters environment that I'm really interested in, you know, assimilating into. I like the loud boisterous, you know, it is annoying getting beer. The beer shower is annoying. I agree. But like, I don't mind it. Like I don't, I mean, it's a, I keep a towel. Like I have a towel and I wipe my drum off and I, I don't like, I don't like getting beer on my clothes, but like, you know, it's, it's part of it. Like, it's not a, a deal breaker for me. I don't like the smoke getting in my face. It, it is irritating. I don't like it, but I do like having smoke. <laughs> I don't like it in my face, but I, you know, we're not supposed to have it of course, but uh, you know, it's it's just a different way of, of doing things. So for folks wondering maybe why that wasn't the decision, I think, and I was not in this meeting, John was, you can probably eliminate some of this, but I don't think I'm that far off with uh, the way folks may have been thinking about this. I, I would say, yeah, I'd like to back up just a bit that um, and be clear that we made the announcement. We, we had a, a long, probably one of our longest, and I would say most productive Congress meetings uh, that we've had because it was is a big decision for us. And I think really the bottom line, what we tried to do is look very hard at the survey results. We spent a lot of time surveying our membership. And instead of trying to pick one thing versus another, how could we try to do as many of the things, I think outside the box a little bit, how could we do as many of the things that people identified as important to them? And you brought up the wave. The wave is, um, there was some interesting stuff in the numbers. If you look, if you look just strictly at teams and support, the wave probably had the highest, just, just theoretical general support. I'd, I'd be willing to help support the wave and, and help support the sirens. But when you dug a little deeper on how that would look and how that would work, and you alluded to that and what you were talking about, that's where the challenge kind of came up. And that was part of also the pivoting towards SDFC. And, you know, we had a lot of people comment they'd like to do more within the bigger San Diego soccer community. So as we were looking at I'll say having that common thread. It ultimately we landed on SDFC as the common thread for for a variety of reasons. It just seemed very difficult to try to do any of the other things because the culture had already been established. The culture has not yet been established with SDFC. Also, it was part of trying to represent the San Diego soccer community the way we have done it before and without stepping on toes for people who've already created a culture. And, and really, I don't want to say it completely like this, but it kind of only left SDFC as our, as our real option if we wanted to pivot to a team with a common thread. 
So then if we go back to Wave, part of the thing was, okay, but then how can we support sirens? Because that was important to a lot of people. And one of the things that I want to make sure is clear to everyone, while we were pivoting towards FDFC, there is still a lot of on the table. I mean, really all we've done is identify a direction so we can start we can start moving in a direction. We really don't have a defined path yet. We certainly don't have a defined kind of mission statement. Those are things we're still going to be asking our members and getting information to really decide how this all looks over the next year. How do we help and support Sirens? How do we help um, Brujos over with the Soccers? How do we help Albion? How do we reach out to all these different communities and help? And what is it gonna look like for us going to SDFC when if you look at it strictly from an MLS standpoint, right, that's the entity that killed us off, right, in terms of oil. There's a lot of animosity there. And, you know, there, there's a lot of hard feelings. And I, I would say for me personally, part of where I think a lot of us landed, I don't want to speak for everyone, but for me, part of landing and the pivoting to SDFC as one who is very vocal against still is against MLS was okay yes they brought us a team but our community said that our supporter group community was very important to us and supporting San Diego was very important to us and we wanted to find a way to keep doing that so we could have shouted into the void from the outside but one of the big things for me is okay MLS brought a team but they also brought us a big stage and a giant spotlight and I think we can use that to our advantage. And if that means at times if we stand up for what we believe in and we're at odds with the front office or the ownership, then we're going to be at odds with the front office and the ownership. It's not going to change what we do. And part of what we have to do is define some of those things a little more clearly over the next year. But this is not a it's certainly not a rollover and just support MLS. Um, but it is in trying to do the things we want to do, it is our best option. And frankly, like I said, they've given us a big stage and a big spotlight. And I think the ultimate decision was we can affect more change from the inside than we can from the outside. And I think that was probably the, the close, well, while we have some members within our group that want to go and they're excited. We certainly have some members who were on the fence or even against it. And I think kind of rethinking this a little bit and that they have provided that big stage and big spotlight that, you know, maybe we can use that to the advantage for our community and do right by our community from the inside rather than trying to do it from the outside. Yeah. Yeah. It's really um, the, the, an impossible uh, position that, the the group was put in and uh you know it's 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 this or just what give up like uh our our hobby our our the thing that we like to do you know it's you know it, it's a kind of a terrible proposition i mean i think in a perfect world you know i know that there were some People taking advantage on social media to take some shots at the supporter group, always loyal and kind of trying to throw that uh, back on us. And, and uh, you know, 
which was, I think, to be expected. But uh, one thing that I was heartened was to see a lot of the replies to these folks was people from outside of our local San Diego community, people from other soccer communities coming in and saying, well, what the hell are they supposed to do? <laughs> what are they supposed to do? Just right. stop, stop being soccer fans. Stop like uh, being supporters. Stop, you know, doing the thing that they like to do. Like, what are you supposed to do? You, you don't have a whole lot of choices. And I think as, you know, the fact that it, was something that it's almost like there's no other option that's also part of the initial kind of rejection and the initial pain and the initial uh uh hard line right whenever we knew this was coming was like you know screw them like no never like because you know you kind of know that well if i want to keep doing the thing that i'm you know, so passionate about and this thing that I've invested all this time in and built all of these relationships doing. Um, if I want to keep doing that, I've got to, you know, hold my nose and, and, and swallow this bitter, bitter pill. And, you know, as, as time goes on, you know, it's, uh, going to be easier to do, you know, and, yeah, uh, you know, we are going to continue to honor, uh, the legacy of San Diego Loyal. Um, there will be a lot of Tory Green uh, among locals. I don't think that will ever go away. Uh, we are always going to, you know, remember. You know, it's kind of like 9-11. You know, we'll never forget. And whenever we look at this ownership group, you know, they have to know that we'll never forget. Like, you killed... Are, are you killed our first love, you know, like, you know, uh, so, you know, it's like the, uh, the, the, anyway, I'm, I'm out of terrible analogies. Uh, I know we've got some people <laughs> waiting to come in. So let, let's tag them in before I talk myself into a big, big deep hole. All right. So we're going to be bringing on both Dylan and I believe Jason is audio only right now, but we'll bring them both on and, uh, Andrew, I'm going to let you ask away for any questions you have of them uh let me well you know what let me start with dylan because uh just because you're on camera sorry jason uh dylan i don't know how long you've been here what you've heard so far um where are you at how are you feeling um i've been here about the last five minutes so i've caught um a decent chunk of the discussion but i was running a bit late um, how am I feeling? That's a great question. Um, I think that like, there's a lot of different ways I could take that, that answer. But the truth is, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, um, in the last few minutes when you just pointed out that like, this is a bitter pill that we don't really have a choice, but to swallow. Um, and like, I think a lot of the comments that you alluded to, especially on social media, and I know a lot of it jabronis of the world like to make themselves heard on social media but um i think people talking about oh well they should disband the supporters group and form a new one or just disband it all together and go out and protest for the larger cause like that's that's exceedingly naive i think that's either um people with not a lot of world experience or just genuine bad faith um but i'm I, rambling before already, you go so on, gotta, yeah, yeah. Go I, I just want to say to everybody out there, 
those were on the table. We did have those discussions. It's not like those were just dismissed. I mean, people made arguments for those at the same mm -hmm. time. So I, I do want to be clear to everyone that like pretty much everything you can think of, we discussed and we worked through and we tried to riddle out what are the pros and cons of each of these things. It wasn't a simple decision anywhere along the way. We eventually landed along what Dylan is saying, you know, when we really dug deeper and thought about it. But there were uh, some people who had that view that was the initial look. So I, I, I do want people to understand like this, this wasn't a, a casual kind of thing. All, all these options were thoroughly discussed. Um, probably, you know, too much yeah. for some of us, but till we got to where we were. So Dylan, I'll let you keep going. I just wanted well, to point out. And to clarify, out. I don't I don't intend to say that it's naive in that that's necessarily like naive as an option. I just mean for people on the outside looking in with no real knowledge of this process or experience being a part of this community, for them to think that they have the standing to say that um, is naive is more what I was trying to get at there. Um, but yeah, to get back on track, I just, I think the thing for me... Um, and though, you know, I always like to joke about getting older, you know, I'm one of the younger people who's a little more involved with the supporters group. And I think that it, you know, over the course of my 20s, I've seen myself go from like having this very romantic idea about sport to now here at the end of my 20s, like that has all been completely dismantled. And, you know, in this last year between Loyal and the Oakland A's, like I, I genuinely don't have a shred of romanticism left about at least about American sports. Um, but I don't mean to make this, you know, about that. I just, I guess to sum it all up, sorry, I've really kind of rambled here, is I, I really don't know where I fall. Um, I think I said this in the leadership meeting where we were discussing this. Like, I, I don't know that I am going to be in the stands in come 2025. Like, I fully intend to stay involved going forward. Um, I want to see what we can do. I want to see how Steve and Nick and Jason and, you know, all those guys who have put all their blood, sweat, and tears, and gals, I don't mean to like, Everybody who's put their blood, sweat, and tears into this, I know that the ones who want to continue will try and push the club in the right direction, and I want to be a part of that. Um, but will I be a season ticket holder in 2025? Almost certainly not. Will I be at games in 2025? Probably, but how many and in what capacity definitely remains to be seen. Um, so I guess, um, I don't remember who said it, but somebody said that, like, I want to want to support this team, you know? And so, like, make me want to. And that's kind of where I'm at. So one thing that has really changed rather quickly, I think, are some of the hardline attitudes. Um, among the most hardline attitudes are is uh, our friend Jason, who is who is on the call. So Jason, uh, over, over to you. How are you? How are you feeling about uh, everything? And and where are you standing right now? Hey, sorry guys, I'm calling in um, from coming back from actually from a locals event, uh, Nick's birthday. Um, we went to see Next Goal wins. I heard uh, it's not good. Tell, can you can you confirm or deny? A hundred percent deny that. Taka Waititi, everything he touches, I love. Um, it is a PG thirteen cool runnings which I don't think anyone else has the guts or the clout or the ability to do. Um, it's a Disney type story. 
that Taika Waititi twists the screws on a little bit and gets a lot more out of. Um, in the way he does it with the people he does it, you'll see familiar faces there from uh, all his former uh, films. Um, I don't know what you're looking for going into it, but if you watch the commercials and said like, oh, that looks like a PG-13 Disney movie, it is, which again, I don't know that that's been done. Um, like, you know, it's Remember the Titans if it was good. <laughs> um, that's my opinion. Anyway. Okay. So that's, okay. But, it, but, so that's but, the whoa, movie minute. There, that's, the, that's the movie minute with uh, locals uh, communication <laughs> director Jason Radcliffe. Uh, back to you, Dylan. That is no, not no, the pre- official position <laughs> on that film of the locals. Uh, okay, back to the original question, Jason. Um, yeah. Where are you at, man? You're the uh, most hardcore anti-SDFC person, uh, to my knowledge, in the group. Um, where are you at right now? I uh, Well, I'm not. That's Drew. Um, but I am the most uh, that still lives in San Diego, I think. Um I don't know where I am. And I think that's an important part too, like what Dylan said. Um, what we did, I believe as leadership was kind of the will of the people. Um, and I think that, I don't know if I was to get into it, but it, the, the, the motion basically passed like 14 to one of those 14 people. I don't want you to think that we were, popping champagne because we were so excited to be going and supporting SDFC. Um, that was the hardest part of writing it all up. You look in there, you know, it says like, um, while keeping our identity and our values and our imagery and our brand, uh, and continuing to, um, support the San Diego community, we will. And then it's like, support sdfc yeah like, i i did see it. it was about four pages i have to admit right. um i did not read all four pages that's fine and i know a lot of people <laughs> didn't so i kind of wanted to come in, in, in here and talk a little bit about that too um but we wanted to have it out there was somebody who was like um oh this sounds like it was written by the sdfc guy himself and i was like you really think he would have said that there were missteps and offenses committed by them and all the day we took like six different shots at them just to kind of let no, them know that yeah. we're not happy. There's no, but, yeah. it was pretty clear and there's no way it could be misconstrued. Uh, the, I, there was a lot of bad faith, I think, uh, kind of trolling. I, I, I think so. Well, um, so that's, I think, so I, where, where I, I think, am? Oh, go ahead. Yes. Well, I was trying to answer where I am. Um, I was kind of at a point here. Um, with myself, um, just life was, I'm at a point where I probably need to take a little bit of a step back anyway, um, from leader locals. So I was kind of already planning that this makes it like easier for me, I think, to see my exit. Um, but man, I just like everyone else, just, I know they killed loyal. Right. And, and that's something else I wanted to answer as far as people saying that we abandoned them or whatever. We have members that are watching. Sorry if I'm jumping in out. Yeah. If you want to, uh, I, th- I think uh, 
so John and Dylan never... are going to, uh, I think John and Dylan are going to stay on. If, if you want to jump back on when you have a better connection, that that's fine. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. I got nowhere, nowhere to be tonight. All right. I, I am going to have to, to, to step out now. Um, so thanks everybody. And uh, please uh, stick around with, uh, with John and Dylan and, and the return of Jason once he's, uh, once he's home. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Bye. All right. Well, Dylan, um, I'll go back to you to ask a couple things and then we'll try to see if we can get Jason back in here as well. Um, and maybe we'll see if we have any questions from the chat, but I mean, you kind of shared some of your things. What, what are the things that are, that you're happy with, I guess, as we're moving forward. Because certainly the SDFC thing was the most difficult conversation of, of the whole piece. Um, and I don't know if you heard, one of the things that I had mentioned is one of the things we tried to do in Congress, I think, is is try to see how much of the things that people wanted we could include. I mean, we started to think outside of the box a little bit from a traditional supporter group. And I think our focus has kind of become more about our community of San Diego than a particular team, which is not a common approach for a supporter group. And I totally understand how some outside groups would would take issue with that. But um, I also don't care what they think because this is our community and we've polled our members and we've listened to them. And if we're gonna do it a different way, then I'm totally happy with that. But the FDFC thing was was always the difficult part of the conversation. What are some of the things you were excited about, happy about that were maybe a little different or slightly different focus maybe from where we were before? Because we, I, I want to make sure everybody knows it's more than just at least now turning towards SDFC. Yeah, I... Um... Well, I think fundamentally the thing that I'm happy about is that it's the there's going to be a good faith effort to keep this community together. Um, you know, there's always kind of the ship of Theseus question, right? Like as, you know, the the leadership and the membership kind of changes, uh, it's about keeping that um, that ethos. And I think that uh, we've started out on a good foot, but it's going to be down to you and I and everybody else in Congress and leadership and really every member um, to kind of keep that ethos, which I think is really kind of when I say the community sticking together is the thing I'm referring to is like that identity we have as this group of people who like for all our differences kind of united behind this identity, you know. Um, so I think that's what I'm most excited about. Um, the whole SDFC thing, you know, I don't, I don't even really know like what to say. Um, but as far as the, the kind of new rethinking of the supporters group model, um, I don't want anyone to think either that that's like set in stone or that we've got like a clear cut guideline of how that's going to look. Um, attitudes will change over time. Um, I fully expect that as time wears on, and we start to have loyal more as a memory rather than something that, I mean, the shop literally just closed the other day, you know? Um, and as SDFC gets closer and as they start announcing players and as things get closer, I think attitudes will change. Um, I'm not trying to say that 
you know, everybody's going to become a, a, a rabid SDFC fan. But I think if you look what happened in St. Louis, which I know is a different situation in a different city with a different culture. Uh, but there was a pretty strong voice of resistance from the former USL St. Louis fans that quickly got absorbed with the MLS team because they realized they were doing things the right way um, and tried to engage the community in meaningful ways and, you know, do things the right way for a corporation. And we don't need to get into my thoughts on that. But, um, yeah, I think so. It, it's down to San Diego FC, right? Like, if they come in and start doing things the right way, if they if their first signing is Duran Faree and they're like, let us do what we want to do, in the supporters end and like, let us have our statements and stuff. It's like, well, all right then, you know, I'm willing to like work with this here, but if it's just kind of like, I guess what I'm trying to get at is it's on them at this point, you know, the balls in their court, like we're here, we're going to try and work with them. Um, anyway, I know I've gotten like way off the tangent of your question there, but uh, that's kind of where I think like what I'm excited about and what I'm kind of like weary of. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't think you were way off. And I, I think that is a common feeling amongst a lot of people. While we do have people who are clearly very excited um, about SDFC coming into town. And um, I, I'm going to try to choose my words carefully, because for me, even because I've been one of, I'm still a very anti-MLS person, but I have had to, um, you know, some might call it mental gymnastics, but... I've had to segment things, you know, MLS is the league, our owners, are owners, we have our front office and there's going to be a team to support. And I make, I try to make a very conscious effort to talk about SDFC as SDFC and never mention MLS. I know, you know, logically and everything, the umbrella, the single entity, how that all works which is why I very much dislike MLS as a structure in a league. But, and this was part of our conversations, this team has an opportunity to connect with our community, which is what we'd like to see. And this is what we're going to push for. Whether they do or not, it's the ball's in their court for that. And I think that's where we're pushing and we'll we'll see what happens and i'm with you i do not know i do not know how many games i'm going to attend but right now our direction is sdfc will be the the common thread of a team we support um and we'll try to do the other things that people have mentioned in our survey like supporting sirens and supporting brujos and trying to make better connections with albion and see how as supporter groups we can do better by san diego and hopefully push the team and maybe maybe sdfc will be a bit of an outlier in terms of uh, mls teams but i think it's on us to push for those things and like i said before i think for me the ultimate decision came down to it's we have a stronger voice on the inside than we do shouting into the void from the outside. And then agreed. You know, like I said, we, we have a direction, but that's about it right now. We kind of have a direction. We have a lot of things that need to be cleaned up and clarified over the next year. 
Jason, we finally have you back um, and you were kind of sharing with us your thoughts. Do you want to continue where you were going? Yeah, I made it home. Um, appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, we went uh, out. So I was talking with Nick and with Ken and Puma's there and Callum's there and um, Z Zakaya was there with us. And um, I think really everything's been said here. I'm kind of on the same path here of one thing I would add to what you're saying about, you know, being from the inside and doing it really, we were not a group that was say like uh, gorilla FC uh, in Seattle. We were not a, something else group who then became a soccer supporters group, right? Like our ethos is not uh, Antifa, right? That's part of it, right? We are anti-fascist generally as people, but it's not like ridding into the laws. We are not an Antifa group who also supports soccer. We were a very positive and we made sure to be the positive group that every, every, you know, every song we sang was directed at our team positively. We never sang, come on, come on, score a goal, well, except for one. We never, it, you know, but even that became a sticking point of, you know, oh, now you're saying F the other supporters. Like, yeah, people say that kind of stuff all the time. The fact that we, like, did it one time a game, maybe, um, and we never sang at the other team. We never sang, come on, loyal score a goal. It's really very simple. Like, even things that could be looked upon as possibly negative toward our team or, like, frustrated toward our team we never saying that we we're always positive um and i think that's what you look at of if we're going to make this jump or what are we going to do next and it's like are we going to sit on the outside and just talk shit about sdfc like that was going to be our whole thing like we could stay as a group and just like say how bad it sucks that negativity isn't really the soul of the locals it's supporting soccer positively um and i so i think that when you look at it that's almost not an option um are we going to be critical i think is as jeff said not negative but critical um from the inside yeah i think we will do that we did it with um we did it with loyal um during the carlton situation and you know, was that, I don't, again, that's another situation that did we handle it perfectly? Well, what does perfectly mean? Ask all 300 members and see what it means, right? Like we did what we could with the hand we were dealt there. Um, and, you know, there wasn't a, uh, there wasn't a huge fracture there. Um, there, there were certainly people um, as things it became personal that there were issues there that I think a lot of people regret, but as far as a, as far as an SG and our response there, um, you know, I think people appreciated that, that we got people on the phone and we got the FaceTime to say, well, what the heck are you thinking? You know, we did, did what we could there again, not perfect. This isn't perfect. Um, we're going to lose very important people just like maybe we lost a person or two there uh, when it became very personal um, people that we knew and that we missed and hope would come back. But um, you know, all we can do is, is try and do the right thing. And so here I think staying positive 
and giving ourselves a chance, which again, you know, I've said it a couple times now, uh, Dylan, you said it perfectly, like the ball's in their court here. We can still walk away here. Um, I don't know if you heard me saying that, like, you know, the 14 people who voted for this, we weren't popping champagne because we were so excited for SDFC, right? So, like, that's not <laughs> – the question is how do we keep this together? That was the one question or the one answer that there was no question on. Keep this together, right? That was, if you want to call it a mandate, if you want to look at all the questions we asked, the mandate we got was keep it together. Um, so then you can, okay, we're going to keep it together. So then what? Um, and um, we have, you know, a year of social events and philanthropy here. And we'll see what SDFC gives us. Uh, I was talking to Nick and said, like, I think there at some point there's going to be three forks in a road when we come up against something big enough of do we continue? Do we take a hard line and continue as a, an SG for this group and say we're going to bend, we're not going to bend, we'll be there, and maybe we do become a bit of a pro protest group? Do we continue on and just accept whatever we get just to do it? Or do we say this is a line that's been crossed, we're done, we're going to fold? At some point, probably more than once, we're going to have to have that discussion. Um, hopefully not, right? Hopefully we build this thing and we never run into something to a rock so big um, that we have to have that discussion. But I think that that's naive to think that we won't. Um, whether it's a Carlton situation where they bring in a player who does not align with our values, whatever that looks like, right? I don't even just leaving it at that. We, you know, when do we walk out? When do we say, or, or when do people just get tired? Are they so antagonistic? Do they have, are they so set in their ways and say, no, this is how we're doing it. We don't care how you want to do it. This is the way it's going to be done, accept it or not. At what point do people get tired of banging their heads and just say, screw it, right? Um, and do we, as, so I want to let membership know that that's on the table, right? Like if FDFC is bad or evil, or whatever you want to say, we aren't going to do it just to do it. Um, people are going to have different interpretations of where that line is. For some people, it's going to be right away. It's going to be chronic. For some people, it will be an acute thing. Um, but know that we are not, again, I think it said in the statement somewhere, if you read the whole thing, we're not just blindly doing this, and we weren't just excitedly jumping. Oh, what I was saying uh, when I cut out earlier was, we had members, like very involved members, who were at the shop as the doors closed for the last time. So I don't want to hear anybody say that we jumped early, right? Like we rode loyal all the way, that we rode that wave all the way to the sand, okay? There's nothing left. I personally am very proud that you did not see locals members at early SDFC events while Loyal was still fighting for survival. And I just said that publicly and on here, I will stand on that. It made me feel good that when those videos came out, you did not see, you know, locals leadership and um, like as a, as a unit, they're doing that. Other organizations made their choices to me I was happy that we were all loyal all the way to the end.
and then looked for what can we do next. Um, I just to build on what you you were saying just before that last bit there, Jason. I um, about you know the crossroads we eventually are going to hit at some point. I actually would posit that if we want to be able to have you know a meaningful say in those conversations we have to go forward as a supporters group of sdfc because if we're just the guys who are sitting there outside being pissed off already like being annoyed about something means fuck all excuse my language well actually no whatever this is the lounge ish sort of it doesn't matter um we have to be in the room in order for our like pushback to mean anything and so if you are the kind of person who says that you want to push back well this is the first step like showing some support you have to give something in order to take something away right so yeah and we saw that with loyal too it, not like a lot but people lobbying outside pot shots and be like where are you yeah exactly where are you where are you yeah. and that's the same thing here that if we just sit back and be like oh focus dfc and like our brand becomes making fun of every sdfc misstep um i don't think that's really what we want um, and I don't think it matters. <laughs> so yeah. like, so that's, that's yeah. another thing of, of, of trying to um, be there, be part of the conversation and be part of, you know, what matters. So, you know, they're not batting a thousand. They've hired some people that we love. So that's a good start. Um, we'll see what, you know, at, at this point, as far as like the actual support goes, we don't really know anything. Um I think there's been people who've had conversations, but we don't know. I assume because they've already got uh, three groups that I know of, right, between us and Riptides and Chavo, so they're going to do some sort of umbrella thing that will be a little more structured than Loyal's. Like, hey, come meet us once a month and let's talk. Um, I assume they'll have more like of a structure like 3252, where they like you know you elect like essentially representatives to the thirty, you know, the eight. SGs each rep send a representative, and that is the representative for the 3252. I assume it's going to be like that, but we haven't had that conversation officially. Um, so I don't know what they're building. I don't know if they want it to be, you know, I, I, I assume that Riptides, you know, they've got their own brand now. Chavos obviously have their own brand, um, and, and we do too. So, like, I don't think they can really shoehorn it into SGFC... SD, SDFC SG like into one, I think it will have to be an umbrella because everybody's got their own thing going. Um, oh, yes, and the better locals, we don't want to forget them. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, so, so you know, there's conversations that are happening, um, that are going to be happening, and we kind of get to, you know, we'll see. Are we running into a wall or is this a river that we're riding together? Are we flowing together is the question. Right. And I, I can speak to the supporter group thing just a little bit. Um, it with us at least pointing in that direction right now, there are those three that I think everybody's aware of Chavos, Riptide, and the locals. And we all have origins in 109. So we all have a history together. I have heard through the grapevine that there is another rather large that. I don't know maybe at the event tonight there was more information, but I, I hear some talk that there is a 
very large and previously organized group that also wants to come. And so that's another fourth one. And I don't know what very large means, right? I, I don't know what that means. Does that mean 30 people? Does it mean 300 people, right? I, I don't know. Um, but I hear there's another one and then possibly even a fifth. So yeah, it, it's in 109, I would say primarily it was locals and Chavos working together and some smaller groups and some some little sub things that I don't know if you like the fiends would really call a supporter group, but clusters of people who also kind of did their own thing within the boundaries of 109. Um, so yeah, moving to SDFC, there's going to be quite a few different groups at least. And I agree with Jason. I don't, we haven't heard anything specifically. And frankly, we haven't been in on the conversations. And if we want to have a say, we need to start getting involved in those conversations if we want to have any say in shaping how we think that should look. Um, but I, it's it's going to be different. It, As Adrian from Chavos said a while back in a Twitter post, right? Maybe better and it may be worse, but it's not going to be the same. No matter what it is, it's not, it's, we will never be able to create, recreate the 109 experience like we had it. So if we want to have, again, any voice in this, we need to start having some of those conversations. And as Jason said, I, I don't think it's a 100% solidified, well, I'm sure it's not a hundred percent solidified deal that like we will absolutely be in the stands once the 2025 season kicks off. Right now we're heading down that path to we're exploring the waters. We're going to see what we can do and see what influence we can have over there. And there's a year to kind of have that play out and, or see how that plays out. So there, there's, as I said in the beginning, we, we've pointed in a direction. We're not really going down a defined path yet. That's what we need to, we need to define what that is and how that looks for us and what are our parameters. What are our deal breakers if we move forward? And then ultimately maybe shape a more defined mission for SG or how, how are we choosing to do a supporters group as the locals, which I'm sure is gonna be different than a traditional supporter group. So what is that going to look like as we move forward? And we absolutely, like we've been pulling our membership to death <laughs> over the last few weeks, we want everybody's input to help shape that, right? We don't want just a few people making that decision. We want to reach out and listen because as Jason said, the biggest mandate was keeping this group together. So we want to find how we best do that and how we best move forward with, you know, the common thread, as I said before, as uh, SDFC as being the, the team for right now. And we're gonna, Play that out and see see what happens. Um, one thing I wanted to add just to an earlier question, and actually Jason, he John asked me this just before you hopped on. So if you have anything you want to throw in as well. Um, the question was, you know, feelings about SDFC specifically aside, what were some positive feelings that came of the leadership meeting and decision and statement from last week? Um, and the one thing I wanted to add, John, was uh, the I was glad and heartened to see the overwhelming support within the leadership and the membership at large to maintain 
the locals branding colors logos and identity um i think maintaining that tory green and orange is going to be really important going forward in terms of being like keeping the spirit of loyal alive and i think bum is like as good as it gets in terms of like a mascot logo whatever badge you want to call it um like i literally couldn't think of a better thing both in terms of for san diego or just in terms of like a stylized symbol of a group like it's freaking killer like shout out to travis again for the millionth time on that there will be a million more travis um but yeah so i'm i was super super glad to see the support behind just keeping all of that yeah that's um goes to one other thing that i was gonna say as far as going forward and and all that is just that uh yeah they killed loyal but we couldn't let them kill us right and that's what i feel like that ball was in our court of you know we could have what's the uh samurai suicide um like we could have done that right like we could have said okay the locals are also done scatter everyone to the wind or start something new that is sdfc specific right um could have been the same people we could have called ourselves something else whatever you know whatever and changed to blue and silver marketing but like we want them to know that we're not changing for them like right now up front we're not this we are who we are we believe what we believe and if and that's how it is if you don't want that then you don't want us that's fine we're not like so the first thing we're doing is not changing um and i hope that that continues i hope that we continue to be strong in that and in our um in our resolve in our um identity and also in our um values um but i think that it's important that the first chance we had to do that which could have been just a small thing right that we're not taking any other oath to anyone or anything but we very easily could have said okay well we're doing bum and blue and white now right and the first thing we did was not do that to to take it as small of a stand as it was to take a little stand and say this is who we are we're going to be who we are we're going to do what we do um so that was kind of heartening again out of um just again piggybacking on on what you said there and that we didn't choose to let us also die and be killed by mls that we are going to continue on and not let them stop us i think that those those two things right up front make me feel good and i'd like to to add on to that and i don't want to equivocate what jason said because People have pointed out rightly, we have changed our badge and colors for different things before. And there may be a reason for us to change again in the future. Anything's on the table, but there must be a compelling reason to make that change. And there isn't a compelling reason right now to make that change. We haven't jumped in with both feet. And, and I don't wanna scare people off, right? Who, who might be super excited about this we are going to make a good faith effort to make this work but we will not lose sight of who we are along the way and you know and and if there becomes a deal breaker along the way we, we are going to have to make a hard decision down there but we are going to put our best foot forward 
And again, as Jason said, no reason to change anything. This is who we are. This is our identity. So we will move forward. If for some reason down the road, there is a compelling reason, we can discuss it. Um, but until that time, we are the locals. We are Tory Green, and we know what we stand for, and we will move forward with that. And we will try to work with this front office to do right by the San Diego community and give our support to this team. But if issues come up and we have to make some kind of stand, we will not back down from making that stand. Yeah, and I that's think... part of what we have to clarify along the way, right? What, yeah. what are those things? But and those things, I would say, I, I don't know if anyone's said it, um, but those things, I believe what we're talking about, what we changed our, our crest for, right? Those are causes, causes, not companies, right? Uh, we threw a fit when they flipped the uh, loyal crest for a company, right? We didn't throw a fit when they changed it to the rainbow flag for pride. We, you know, don't throw a fit that there's a Black Lives Matter um, colored um, crest that, that we have, that we espouse to. Whatever that may be in the future, um, that's, again, causes, not companies. And, you know, if, if, if that's such a small pebble for someone to, to trip over in this, then I don't see how you would trust someone with the big things. Um, and again, I know I'm all over um, saying, like, we're not going to be just a protest group, but then kind of I'm also anti-SDFC. Um, but, like, that, that's the range of emotions that we have right now of, Everything's on the table. I want, like you said earlier, right? I want to be one. I want to be your friend, right? Like we want to be friendly with this. We don't want to be an opposition group, but we're also not going to take any shit. Like, and that's all. That's all. But I'm not saying that as a threat, right? Like, you know, you see the movies all the time. Is that a threat? No, that's a promise, right? Like, I'm not trying to be lame like that, but like, you know, I tell my kids all the time, like, I'm not threatening you. I'm telling you what is going to happen next. <laughs> like, if you do this, this is going to happen. So, like, yeah, if if you decide to be shitty, then we will respond to that. I don't – I hope that that doesn't happen, right? Um, and, and I think that just looking around town, to be quite honest, Wave made some weird things – right up front too when they came to town i mean loyal did too right they flipped the crest they did some stuff that we had to be like hey that's stupid the the difference is the responsiveness right and you know jerry and sirens worked well together so that bodes well if you're looking at tea leaves um i you know talked to z tonight about that and you know she said like that you know that jerry was was there for them and they went through you know the early on the uh, jill ellis report of her, um, you know, being uh, whatever. I don't actually remember what it was, right? But, like, they took a little stance there. They had discussions about that. There was stuff that it wasn't perfect even for sirens, right, starting where they were starting. Um, and, you know, sometimes you have to run into the electrified fence, and SDFC has done that a couple times already to know where the boundaries are. Uh, don't come after two balls. Rule number one, <laughs> um, like, the, and again, but that's not just 
because that I love Tony and Chiba. That's because like that's part of our community. Like if you come, that's part of our community. It's, it's a different logo. It's different people. They are a different function, but that is part of the San Diego soccer community. And we're not going to let you fuck with them. Um, and, and so those little things, if you learn that lesson, you know, they're babies, right? As, as much as they're grown adults with billions of dollars behind them, when it comes to the San Diego soccer scene, they're babies and some, or maybe they're teenagers and they're making stupid mistakes, right? But we're not just locking them out of the house. We're going to say like, Hey, here's why you can't do that. <laughs> um, and hopefully they learn their lesson. And those mistakes will happen. Um, again, as a teacher, like I look for, do you not make those mistakes again as a parent, right? Of like, you messed up that one time. And then I told you messed up and you didn't do it again. So like, I can't really hold that against you. Sometimes again, you te are testing the fences. Um, and they're kind of zeroing in on where things are and we're going to let them know now. Um, um, so again, I I'm hopeful. Something you hit on there, Jason, that I, I want to touch on without trying to do this without opening a whole other can of worms. But um, I one question that I've seen come up quite a few times is um, why not go and be a wave SG? And our response to that as leadership was kind of baked into the statement is that like we don't want to step on the toes of the sirens and what they've built. Um, which I think a lot of people, they kind of nod their heads and say, okay, that makes sense. But then I've also had some people ask me, well, how is, how is, how would that be stepping on the toes of the sirens, but pivoting to SDFC is not stepping on the toes of the Fronteras Ultras or the Riptides? And my response to that would be exactly what you just outlined there, Jason. The sirens have gone through two years now of these trials and tribulations of building a good relationship or however they might define their relationship. I don't know. I'm not in their leadership team. Um, however they might define their relationship with the wave front office, they've spent two years building that relationship and going through the hard times to construct that. And I'm not trying to discredit anything that riptides have done and Chavos. We know all the good work they've done, but in their capacity as an SDFC supporters group, they haven't done any of that yet. And neither have riptides and neither have any of these other SGs because there literally hasn't been a chance yet. And so my response to those people would be it's different because it's different, I guess. Like it's, it's fundamentally not the same situation. Um, but I actually do have to jump off here. Uh, so that was one thing I wanted to slide in there. And I'm sorry to like throw that grenade and run, but um, yeah. So I, I hope you all have a good night. Um, thank you for having me on here um, and I'll be around. Um, I'm looking to, I don't know. This is still kind of a me personal project, but I'm going to start talking to some people about it. I, I want to do like a special bumps breakdown off season episode, kind of more generally about like uh, soccer tactics and kind of like the history involved there. So um, I might be reaching out to some folks to see if they want to help out. So if you have interest in helping out, feel free to reach out to me. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so I got to get going, but um, good night, everybody. Uh, and I hope to see you all soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holiday. Oh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Travel Happy holiday, forever. everybody. All right. Good night, Dylan. Yeah, I, I think that's a really important part. And I I, uh, I know you and Andrew kind of talked about that at Moneyman before he jumped on. Uh, I thought Andrew uh, spoke really eloquently to that. Um, but, yeah, really the difference is that's a house that's already built versus, you know, we're coming together to help um, build a different house. 
Um, and I think that's the, we've also talked with, you know, the Riptides guys, um, our, our locals members who wanted to, you know, kind of carve their own, uh, their own way forward. And, and we weren't sure where we were going. Um, and they've got a passion for this. So we've talked with them. They know that they're happy to have us. Um, every time I, t- you know, tweet something positive, uh, I get a response from them. We see it in, in the discord too, that they're happy to have us along. So, um, you know, we, we have our working relationship with Chavos already. Um, and, you know, we'll see as, as things expand and what this becomes. Um, but we also are not, that's another thing that I want to say is while we don't know what is um, expected for this supporters group slash probably union supporters union or whatever you want to, whatever they call their umbrella um, for SDFC, they're 3252. Um you know, the 619858. Um, we're not coming in as the big dog and saying to the supporters groups, this is how it's going to be. We're the big dogs. We started, we're not, the, we're not doing that, right? Like that's, this culture is going to be a different culture. We are going to be who we are um, and see how we fit in that culture and how we can bend that culture to our beliefs. Um, but we are not going to, um, you know, be like, okay, so we're the locals. We've been doing this. We've kind of, you know, we're kind of the big guys. We have the biggest membership. That's not what we want to do. Um, we, we want to see how we can, um, uh, work alongside to, um, um, to be partners with the other SGs. I would say, again, that's probably my personal opinion. I think it's probably, that's not like an official leadership, um, position, but I know that, um, I, I would assume that you get that response from most leadership who you asked. Were you to ask? Yeah, I would say, I, I would say that's fairly accurate. Um, and not, I don't want to also mislead people. It's not like we're looking to be a protest group. We are looking to be the same group. We're not looking to be the largest group or the smallest group, but we're looking that if you like what we have historically always done, and if it speaks to you, this might be the supporter group for you. And we just reading the tea leaves, as Jason said earlier, SDFC is not SD loyal. And it is likely that there is going to be times where we're going to butt heads. And we have stood up for things before. We expect to stand up for those same kinds of things again. So I, I don't, again, want people to think like all of a sudden we're being this crazy protest group but we have always stood for certain things we are not going to back down from those things right and if it puts us at odds with the club it puts us at odds with the club we are going to speak up for our community and for san diego like we always have and we'll see how that moves forward hopefully sdfc also shares, you know, once they really start going a lot of these same things and they want to do right by the community. And they're, for me, one of the things I'll be looking for, I guess, as a group. And I know what, you know, if I just think generally of MLS, what the answer is probably going to be. So I hope this, this, and I'll call it a club. We all know it's not technically a club, but I'm going to call it a club because that's what I want it to behave like. Um, 
if they show that they can put community and community things first, put San Diego first above their own pocketbooks and profits. I mean, they're, they're there, it's a business, they're there to make money. You know, they're not there to lose a ton of money. But there's a difference between investing in your community and taking advantage of your community. And I think the SD Loyal did a good job of showing time and time again how they were constantly investing in the community. And in doing that, supporters, fans, everyone were interested in helping the cause and helping support, whether it's buying tickets or being in the game and attending events. I'd like to see not SDFC do exactly the same things, but do the same kinds of things, right? Really put the community as, as much as you can within a business sense, but really, really be a strong asset for the community and not what I fear even as nice as right to dream sounds that we're just taking advantage of local talent because we know there's tons of local talents in the area and seeing what kind of profit we can make off of them. Right? So, I mean, th those are the things we're looking for and those are things we will speak up about again. Um, we hope we can make the partnership work. We will move forward in a good faith effort, as I said before, but we will also hold the line on things we've always held the line on yeah and when you're talking about kids in the community and in uh um, investing and doing the right thing uh, another thing that we were spoiled a little bit with loyal um with the loyal select and the different paths that you saw kids take right um for some kids it was a showcase uh, and we don't know where i don't know i'm sure corbin or somebody knows where they all went right but like i don't know where davi's Davi Santos went. I don't know where he, what ended up happening with Ian Mai, right? But like, if you look at the three, the three that I look at of CJ, um, Duran, and uh, Javi, they all took different paths, and Loyal allowed them to do what was best for them, right? So CJ wanted to get you know people. I don't know. I assume people know by now. Um, at least what I was told, essentially, is that in his last year with loyal when he really wasn't playing much basically he didn't want to get injured heading into his only um ncaa season that he knew was going to be a showcase essentially his time at san diego state was going to be a showcase to get him to uh the mls draft right and like that was more important to him than playing 15 minutes off the bench here and there last summer for loyal and the you know, Landon and the soccer side respected that. And that was his path. And then you look at Duran and his path is the sign as a 16 year old, right? And then work his way up into the number two keeper position, right? As, as, a, as a pro. Um, and then Chavez was to wait longer and see where he could go, what would happen. And then we were, you know, have been told by multiple sources that um, it's, harder that it's hard to get that first contract and that he wanted to make sure he had that under his belt so that people look and say like, Oh, he's already had a professional contract. So that's better than being an 18 year old with a dead club and looking to go out there and sell yourself. So, you know, uh, I'm sure it didn't hurt him to score those two goals in Oakland <laughs> when making a highlight reel. Um, but you know, it afforded him that opportunity when he needed it and how he needed it. And those are three different paths is right to dream going to, allow three different paths for three different kids who need what they need. 
you know, again, maybe this is just a story about us being spoiled by loyal and and me reminiscing about the good old days again. Um, but that's the kind of thing that we're talking about. Of that, this isn't a mine for you to find kids. Um, that this is that there are San Diegans who you know to use this as a chance to elevate them as individuals and uh, as 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 a soccer community. Um, and again, not naive to know that these rights come with, I believe it's like 50 miles down into Mexico as far as your territory rights. So again, we don't want to be a mine. We want to have someone who is going to help our community rise. So yeah, that's what I had to say about that. <laughs> All right. So I, I think we're probably getting close to the end here. I, I would like to circle back to one thing. Um, Dylan tried to ask you, but then I think the conversation kind of slid a little bit again. Um, and I had asked Dylan this is we've, we've spent a lot of time tonight talking about SDFC, but in the broader picture, because there were a lot of things we talked about the Congress meeting that went into then drafting that statement. What are some things that you are excited about in terms of the direction, you know, putting SDFC aside, what what are you excited about? I am excited. Um, I so interpret interpret this incorrectly, but I'm excited to not have so many games and events and things planned that we can focus on growing the community aspect of the locals. Um, I hope and I believe that we will be doing more things. Again, Nick's birthday tonight, going to see a movie together. Um, that was something that we thought maybe we, we wanted to be a little bit bigger. We kind of looked into maybe like renting out a theater. Um, and this is another reason we want you guys in the Discord, if you're listening to this, to, to know when these things are coming up, because not everything is going to be broadcast to the world on socials. Um, and not everything is going to make one of our um, five um, emails allotted per month. Um, so like things like this, uh, being part of the community, you can jump into discord and you can turn off channels. If you only want to know about, you know, events, or you only want to know about loyal player movement. If you only want to know about whatever, uh, you can, you know, you can change that. Um, so get in and personalize your experience, make it what you want, but don't miss out. Right. So we're starting a kickball team. Um, I think we're probably pretty full on dudes, um, but um, other gendered, uh, non-men identifying people, um, we have a couple of spots open there. Um, this is something that, you know, is a lot if you are also supporting a soccer team to then commit another night per week or two um, to community. Um I still want to get out, you know, with bowling. I still want to get out and um, have kind of a, a somewhat regular Rocket League team. We are already going out um, and doing game nights. You see those all the time. Um, I'm looking forward to a here and there soccer's game and wave game that we kind of all make a big effort to go to together. Um, things like that. Um, because, like, you've probably all – tired of me saying this has become my community it's kind of filled the hole that um that that i had previously with the church um like this really is my church this is like my community family um and so to kind of 
have those events where we can become more of a community. Um, I'm very excited for that. Uh, so if you're saying SDFC wise, um, we're, I think there'll be some, uh, re, um, um, reshuffling and re distribution of responsibilities within leadership. Um, that I'm kind of looking forward to that too. Um, be a little more transparent, allow people to help, um, without having like super big, um, time commitments or effort commitments, take a little bit of effort off of the, you know, five, six, seven, ten people that end up doing everything. Sometimes it's just one or two or three people that end up doing everything um, and allow people to have a little more access to um, kind of like essentially like committees. Nobody wants to hear that. Anybody who works, um, you know, at a job or another organization, but like to allow people to kind of just sit in and give their opinions. Um, there are, there were, you know, there were times where I kind of had an unofficial, um, you know, different, like unofficial people who I'd ask about certain, certain things for certain communities, right? I said, okay, we want to say this about pride month. And I would ask certain people like, Hey, does this pass muster? Like this sound right? Uh, because you've got me. So I'm, you know, who I am straight white wasp. Right. And like, I don't always know little things and I want to check in with those people. So we're going to have, you know, places where people can say, Hey, I want to be on the diversity committee. I think that, um, I think that, um, sirens, I think has that kind of already set up. Um, so that's something that, you know, I would be hopeful for, uh, like a diversity committee, uh, like, like a family committee, um, you know, kids stuff that kids can do together. Um, just little area, just different areas where you can contribute just a text or a thought, or we meet for, you know, a half hour, or I send out an email and say like, Hey, here's, there's these things about these events who can help find me a bowling alley who can help me, you know, find, let's, let's do a Sunday soccer thing for kids. Who wants to, can somebody help me coach it? Can somebody who can bring goals, right? That kind of stuff. Um, that's a little bit easier. So, uh, I hope that, I hope that that happens with our, um, realignment of, um, leadership and that we do really, uh, nurture the community uh, with positive things and remember the positive because, you know, we don't want to drift apart and just be again, bitter of like, Oh yeah, that, that killed us. Well, it could make us stronger, right? Like we've got a year, we've got a chance um, to make this stronger. So um, again, if you check the discord, um, uh, Craig has already put in there on December 3rd. Um, the soccer's are having a uh, kind of supporters summit. Um, that's not something that, again, that we were are, are officially um, going to be doing as locals. Like we're not going to become a supporters group. But I know a bunch of people that are gonna that already go to um, those games, and maybe we'll take a little bit more of a supporter type role there with uh, Brujos or uh, Section 19 there, just just to be there more. If you want to know more about that, again, check Discord. Um, I believe for people over, they're offering pizza and alcohol for people over twenty-one. Um, so, you know, little things like that. Like we can, we can, we can grow this. This can continue to be a, the community that we say it is and that we want it to be.
I think that's part of, or one of the key things is when we looked at the survey and we gathered everything together and we talked about all the results, especially in Congress, again, is trying to think outside the box a little bit. And, you know, our supporter group doesn't have to be defined exclusively by the section that is in the stadium for a specific team. We have already built up our culture in our community and we have a chance to expand that. So as Jason said, please, if you're interested in helping us grow and expand, I mean, I have been in very encouraged to see people previous to the release of the statement who were pretty much, if there is any kind of pivot to SDFC, I'm out. And how many people, now that we've released the statement and we've had some conversations, are interested still in staying in as the locals, if the locals keep their identity, may or may not ever go to an SDFC game. But even as a locals, they may, as a local member, they may say, I'm gonna go to more wave games. I'm gonna help support the sirens in the section, or I'm gonna go to the soccer's, or I wanna participate in all the social things that you mentioned, that I think we can find a way for like-minded soccer loving people to get together in a variety of different ways and you pick your own path you pick what works for you if sdfc doesn't scream to you at all i hope we can offer lots of other things that you could participate in and still be part of this community and if it does speak to you i hope you get involved so we can be active and and help you know try to create a the positive section and environment that we did in 109 um, but we we do have I, I think that's what i'm most hopeful leaving that congress meeting is we have an opportunity to do things differently and we have a lot of people who seem encouraged by that and i hope maybe we get some more people involved to just like if you like the board game night to go out and do that and and that's really your big connection then do that and be part of the locals and maybe go to a game here or there somewhere. Um, but we, we want to want to look at doing this differently. So uh, I, I'm very excited. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, you, you, there were, there were a couple. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mentioned at the congressman going in, I was not sure where I was going to land. And by the end, I think we all approached it with the right attitude and what could have easily devolved into camps and fighting for control of where things went uh, didn't I, I didn't expect it to but it could have easily you know devolved into that but instead people shared their ideas we talked we debated and we looked at how how could we make this continue the heart of who we are and still do the traditional soccer supporter stuff and do more. So I, I hope in some way that still speaks to people who have always been part of the locals, even if SDFC is not your thing. I hope uh, for anybody new who maybe hears some of this, it might speak to you to be interested in being becoming part of the locals, whether or not SDFC is your thing still. Um, but that we can still grow this community. And, and as Jason said, we have a year. We have a year to really try to strengthen those without overly worrying, because it does dominate once you get into a season and get, you know, that, that does take a lot of precedence. So hopefully we can um, 
get some good people involved who are willing to help out even in those very small things helping set up a, a bowling night even if it's twice a year you know and maybe that becomes an annual thing and if you don't like bowling don't go if you like bowling great right but we have options for people to to be engaged with this group yeah i hope for this year um you know we'll be working i don't know who i'll be I, it probably um just no longer in leadership but um you know working with whoever the philanthropy philanthropy person is i know it right now it's sean i know we've got um elections coming up but if it continues to be sean we've we've had so many uh so many ideas um and i would like for this to be the year of the first annual locals whatever right like this is the year to make the first annual like you said uh bowling night to turn that into philanthropy the first uh we're you know came up tonight of like doing a kickball day um and you know everybody throws in ten dollars and then all of a sudden you have a thousand dollars to give to a charity right um so so we have the opportunity and i would like to see that um like to see that this year and i and i would say to people you know if you're still listening (laughs) on your way out or whatever people who who said i don't want to do this we're not asking you to be in a sdfc uh parade tomorrow um that's not what we're doing i think if you've seen i don't haven't even been on the socials i haven't even said anything like we are not pom-poming for fcfc right now we're working towards what that looks like and it kind of in the um, a microcosm of what we were saying with us to sdfc we need you too right like we need those people inside of our community who are not going to bend to whatever sdfc wants because it's MLS and it's fun, it's whatever. We kind of need, and again, I don't want you to necessarily think you have to be part of this and protest and bang your head. It, you know, life is short. And if it's, if that's not your deal, fine. But like, if you can keep us um, on the straight and narrow, right? As you see it, um, as we try to keep SDFC on the straight and narrow, as we see it. Um, and if all those people leave, if all of the conscience leaves, what does that leave, <laughs> right? Um, and now I do believe in our people. I think that would be fine. But I would say that to those people. Like, I hope um, I hope that I see you out together at a soccer game. I hope that I see you, you know, that you stay around and find out about events and that I see you at those events and that you're involved. And again, we're, we're not trying to kick everybody to the side and say, hey, we're SDFC now. If you're not with it, get out. Anyone who's in the Discord, um, I personally think it gets pretty negative at times, but there's times that, you know, it, it critically warranted, right? Um, and, and you know, get in there and keep expressing those views. Um, and whatever they are, you know, be able to speak up. I do think that we have had some pretty strong views on both sides of things. And, you know, people still get in beer at the end of the day, right? Um, there's a little bit of um, that we have this responsibility and it feels so heavy and loyal was killed and it was all this. And I was like, man, at the end of the day, we're just getting together to watch soccer. <laughs> um, you know, I hate to quote super bad because it's kind of like the, it, it's um, uh, negative, but it's like, it's soccer, Greg, come on. It's soccer, right? Like really that's what we're doing here. What are we doing? We're getting together to have fun. Um, and I think a couple different people said that um, of like, Hey, don't, you know, what the locals do isn't really your problem. They want to get together and watch soccer with their friends, right? 
So there is that, but we're also not going to do it with um, blood on our hands necessarily. Um, and I, I, but again, we want to hang out with our friends that we've been hanging out with for four years. And it sucks. Again, if you think, if your God is telling you that you have to no longer be a part of this, then there's nothing for me to say. But like, we just want to get together and have beers, right? Um, and 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 hang out together. We have friends now. We can do it. So I, I, I would say, implore those, if you can do it, if you know, if, if it's not bad for your mental health, hang out, be the conscience, keep the pulse at least, and and keep hanging out with us because. Uh, we, we did not make this decision looking at people and being like, ooh, if we do this, then so-and-so will leave. Let's do this. There was nothing deviant about it. We did, again, the will of what we thought the the um, membership was. Um, and, you know, even I'll, I'll use Drew. Drew's been as vocal, like I said, uh, of an anti-MLS uh, and SCFC as anybody, and he's staying around to – um, help drive the ship, and he um, he thought maybe that wouldn't be the case. Um, kind of heading into our, our discussion, uh, I know John. Like, there was a lot of people who headed into the discussion thinking, "What about my future uh, here?" And, and again, what we found was each other, and and not factions, but that like, man, you know, the people in this group really do believe. Um, and, and are, and are great to be with and are great to work with. And that's what we want to keep going. So please don't leave, but if you have to, I understand it. I love you. We love all of you. We hope we don't lose any people. We hope that we stay as strong as we are. And you also, like we have a chance with SDFC to dictate policy. You have a chance to dictate policy with us too. So. All right. Thank you. And just remember, we said it before earlier in the show. The oil might have been killed off, but we're not, right? We control our own destinies. So. Absolutely. Jason, thank you very much for uh, coming on and joining and staying as long as you did. I want to thank Andrew and Dylan, who were on with us earlier. We should be back next week with a regular um, Oil Locals podcast and kind of give an update of where we are in our transition plan because we'll have a Congress meeting coming up in December and there will probably be some decisions there I'm, I'm guessing as we go through to really establish one, if we need to make any changes to our bylaws and two, what, where, and how elections are gonna look like and when they're gonna take place. So we can um, get some people involved and uh, start moving forward with all these, I hope, wonderful things that we're trying to do over, especially this next year, but for as long as we're all willing to be a part of this. So Jason, Thank you very much. Thank you, brother. Else, good night, and we will see you next week.